Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. Today, we're bringing you yet another morning show extended interview. Uh, as always, we're just bringing the Taiwan Talk format, you know, conversations from and about Taiwan, uh, live on air to the morning show with Terry Engel. So a little bit looser, a little bit more spread out. Uh, and just a heads up before we get into this particular one, uh, this was a Skype interview. Our guest is calling in all the way from New York City. So uh, when you hear the audio quality there from his call, that's why. That's why it sounds the way it does. Okay, uh, so we got the tech stuff out of the way. Let's jump right into it. Uh, we take you now to the morning show at 10 a.m. on the morning of April 6th, 2016. Here's Terry. I see our TFM 100. It is nine minutes past 10 in the morning. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for our Wednesday extended interview. Keith, who do we have on this week? Uh, well, we're really lucky this week because this may be the most famous person that we've ever had on one of these extended interview segments. All of my Taiwanese friends know who this guy is. Uh, if he walks down the street in Taiwan, he's going to get recognized. Uh, so rather than my doing the introducing here, I'm just going to let him introduce himself. Uh, listen to this. Hello, 各位观众朋友们,大家好,欢迎收看老外看台湾,我是郝一博。so, as you just heard, that is Hao Yibo, also known as Ben Hedges, also known as the Lao Wai of Lao Wai in Taiwan, uh, the Lao Wai's Lao Wai. Uh, he's actually a British guy who hosts a YouTube show known as Lao Wai Kan Taiwan uh, and Lao Wai Kan Zhongguo. Uh, and what this is is short videos uh, that give his takes on all sorts of stuff happening in China and Taiwan, you know, from politics to travel. Uh, he even covered the whole monkey gourd thing a couple of months ago, so he really gets into it. Uh, and uh, just to give you a little taste of what this show sounds like for folks that haven't heard of it, uh, I prepared a, a little clip here. Uh, this one that we're going to hear is actually uh, Ben visiting uh, New York's Times Square and he's asking folks there what they know about Taiwan. Do you guys know anything about Taiwan? Uh, no, I probably shouldn't speak anything about that. <laughs> Honestly, not the... <laughs> don't actually know much about Taiwan. It's spelled T-A-I-W-A-N. It's transgender. They have a lot of trans... Lot of, oh, no, no, a, lot no, no. a lot of prison officers are transgender. <laughs> That's Thailand. So that just gives you a little bit of a taste of, uh, A, what his show sounds like, and uh, B, what folks in the U.S. know about Taiwan. Uh, and as you can hear... It's all in Chinese, his show, or largely in Chinese, uh, which is quite impressive. So uh, we are very happy to have Mr. Ben Hedges here today. Ben, thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm happy to be here, guys. All right. Good to have you on the show, Ben. Uh, I guess we'll just kind of we'll kind of start off talking about uh, a little bit about uh, maybe what it is that you're trying to get across about specifically Taiwan. Uh, we obviously we we heard there Ben that maybe uh, the folks in America eh, don't know everything there is to know about Taiwan. What it is or what is it that you guys are trying to get across first of all? Well, that's right. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people you ask they they get it confused with Thailand. Um, our show, it's more aimed at, at uh, Taiwanese and uh, Chinese-speaking uh, markets, so principally Taiwan, China, and Hong Kong. But uh, we had a lot of, of luck uh, with uh, 
well, I, you know, maybe it's not quite luck, but, you know, we had a lot of success with viral videos uh, going viral online and uh, largely in Taiwan through the um, PTT uh, internet forum was where our videos started getting shared. And, uh, you know, I studied in Taiwan at uh, Taipei Shifan Dashia, uh, NTNU, the National Normal, uh, Taiwan National Normal University. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so I had, had like a year's experience in Taiwan. And then I'm also a Chinese major from the University of London. So I, you know, was doing a lot of research and uh, paying attention to the news and everything. And I, I met a, uh, a producer uh, called Zhu Yanghong, who uh, he's from Taiwan, and we met uh, working at New Tang Dynasty TV in New York. And he was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be great if we uh, we did a show together?" You know, so we started coming up with ideas and writing scripts, and you know, so it, was, it is a Lao wise view of Taiwan, but we sort of collaborate because he's Taiwanese, so we can we can sometimes make some more authentic jokes, you know, because we have sort of uh, both my insight and his insight, so we can really. Um, you know, pinpoint what people are, are looking for uh, in entertainment, I guess, or in, in funny internet videos. So, so what is it exactly, though, that you're trying to get across to, to, to people who are watching this? Is it uh, news and informational? Is it just uh, anecdotal in terms of your experience here in Taiwan? Is it uh, trying to get across the idea of maybe what the international community views Taiwan? What is, what is really the, the heart of the message? Well, I guess our show primarily is a news show. Um, you know, we, uh, but we do, we're, a, we're a sort of humorous news show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you could say kind of like a bridge between East and West in a way, uh, developing, you know, mutual understanding through, you know, between, I guess, Taiwan and, uh, the English speaking world. Right. Hey, that's the, that's exactly the MO of the program here. We hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got something in common. Well, also, we also, um, in the beginning, we were called, uh, our show was just called La Wai Kan Zhongguo. And, uh, we, you know, we were focusing on reporting on China. And then because it got so popular in Taiwan, we started the La Wai Kan Taiwan segment. Uh, we, you know, we didn't want to include Taiwan in the, in the China show because we didn't want to offend like everyone in Taiwan, you know, <laughs> telling them Taiwan was China. Um, so, you know, we, we, we called the, the sh- we have like two shows now. <laughs> one's called uh, Foreigner's View of China and one's called Foreigner's View of Taiwan. Um, but, you know, we know that Taiwanese people, like they really love sort of making international friends, you know. Uh, any foreigner who's been to Taiwan knows that uh, if you meet Taiwanese people like on the street or on the bus or something, they'll always have a conversation with you and even invite you around to their house for dinner and stuff. And sometimes you're like fighting them off because they're so friendly. Um, but it's great, of course, you know. Um, and so Taiwanese people always like to hear what foreigners think of their country. Uh-huh. They'll always ask you loads of questions. Um, so we knew sort of from the start that this kind of show could be really popular in Taiwan. Right, right. And why don't you just give us a little uh, quick uh, background as to how you kind of did get into the program, how the program started, uh, logistically speaking. Sure. So, um, well, my colleague, Keith, uh, he's actually called Keith too. Uh, his Chinese name is Yang Hong. And uh, he was in New York at the time. And so we started it in New York and then he went back to Taiwan. Uh, and we've been working across the internet, um, basically for the last three years, uh, doing this show together. Obviously, I, I go to Taiwan a few times a year now. Um, but we, we did a few, uh, episodes, which had some success at the beginning. And then we did an episode commentating on this, uh, uh, Chinese, uh, soap opera, uh, called, uh, Zheng Huan Zhan. Uh, I guess not a soap opera, actually. It's more like a, a period drama kind of thing. Um, 
in the imperial court or something. Uh, no, it's not, oh, I forget. Anyway, that's they're wearing the funny clothes. Anyway, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a period piece, and uh, we did that, and it. Uh, someone gave me a text in the morning when I woke up because you know the time is like the opposite here in New York, and they said, "Oh, you're famous in Taiwan now," and I was like, "What, really?" <laughs> and they they sent me a, a picture of this newspaper. It's Zhongguo uh, Shibao, um, the Chi China Times, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zhongguo Shibao, um, and it's the entertainment section, and it had a picture of me on the front. You know, I was like, how did they get this picture? You know, they'd just taken a still from the video, and they'd reported that some some Lao Wai has. Uh, Done this funny video of, um, talking about uh, making fun of this uh, Chinese uh, period drama, and um, you know, so we then it basically started from there, and we started seeing our YouTube subscribers and our likes and and whatever uh, building up really fast, and we then had a big hit with Lan uh, Wang, which was another uh, like period uh, drama uh, piece that we did a commentary on. Um, and yeah, so in the early days, a lot of our most popular uh, videos were commentating on uh, sort of like TV shows and movies. Um, and then we later on, once there were some big things happening in the news, like the Hong Kong um, protests for democracy in Hong Kong, and also the um, the protests in Taiwan, the Jianling Li Fa Yuan, the the sunflower movement, yeah. The occupation and all yeah, that. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, sunflower movement. I can't remember how to say the name of it. Switching back between English and Chinese is tough. Well, yeah, yeah, because like when all your research is done in Chinese, some words you're kind of like, what is that <laughs> actually called in English? I haven't actually said it in English, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the occupation of the executive, uh, not the, uh, the UN anyway, the... Legislative UN, yes. Legislative UN. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, the occupation. So, um, you know, we did a lot of commentary on these uh, issues and, and got, you know, quite a lot of people, you know, really getting into and doing our message. And we, of course, really support, like, freedom and human rights. And that's a lot of, in the early days, what we reported on the, the China stuff as well. A lot of the um, human rights abuses that have, that have, you know, like, gone on in mainland China uh, at the hands of the Communist Party. Uh, things like Falun Gong and Tibet and um, a lot of these things we also delved into, you know, doing reporting and, and going out and interviewing people and uh, kind of like exposing the darker side of China too. Um, that's in a way more what our show was supposed to be actually. It was supposed to be sort of a, a thing looking at China, um, China's politics and human rights and stuff. But because we got so <laughs> so popular in Taiwan, we 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 started going more into the, the uh, um, sphere of uh, Taiwanese sort of pop culture and that kind of stuff. Right, right. Okay, well, I tell you what, Ben, we got to take ourselves just a very short break here as we've got to pause. When we come back, we'll kind of uh, talk more about the, the message that you guys are, are, are kind of getting across with your with your program. We'll talk about some of the similarities between uh, what we do here at ICRT and what you guys are doing and uh, some of the programs that we have here. And uh, we'll kind of compare notes on uh, some of the responses uh, that you guys have got versus uh, some of the responses we've got. And uh, we look forward to talking about that. So if you just hang tight for a second here, we take ourselves a break. It is The Morning Show with Terry right here on ICRT. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning indeed. It's time to get back to The Morning Show with Terry. I can't wait to wake up. Right here on ICRT. All right, we return to the program here, 1022 in the morning. We've got Ben Hedges here. He is the uh, Lao Wai of the Lao Wai Kan Zhongguo or Lao Wai Kan Taiwan. 
Uh, he's joining us here this morning. He's taking the time to join us. And, Ben, let's let's move into this uh, here, especially uh, part of the morning show in ICRT at large. Uh, we have, uh, I guess, a very difficult uh, a very difficult position, meaning that it's our duty, our mandate to basically share with the world, if you will, uh, everything you know about Taiwan, and then as a reciprocal of that, we've got to share everything from the world with the people here in Taiwan. So that's there's a lot to cover um, in with you know using that mandate. English language covers uh, basically uh, the entirety of the planet at some level, uh, be it second language, be it uh, first language, be it by population. So it, it's a big task, and the program we do, one of them, uh, which is Wow Taiwan. Uh, is a show that, or, or a program that, that I host where I'm kind of going around Taiwan and introducing to the international community all that Taiwan has to offer. Um, I also mentioned by reciprocal, uh, I've also, uh, this program in ICRT at large has the responsibility of kind of broadcasting what goes on internationally to the folks here in Taiwan. Is that uh, similar to what you guys are doing? Do you have a, a similar mandate to that, or uh, do you kind of focus a little more uh, on specific issues? Um, well, yeah, I mean, we are. I guess we are more focused on affairs in Asia, in China, uh, and Taiwan. But a lot of these, uh, a lot of these things are linked to international politics, anyway. So we do sometimes touch on. Um, on uh, U.S. issues as well. Actually, I once did a a um, a clip for for my show uh, about the um, the Coney Island hot dog eating competition in New York. Oh right, okay. Uh, I guess this would be. <laughs> you know this competition? Yeah, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess this would be like uh, introducing so-called traditional American culture to uh, Taiwanese. <laughs> Proud American tradition, yes. Proud, yeah, that's right, that's right. I used to go to this competition every year, actually. It's uh, it's quite fun. Obviously, I, I don't compete. I, I don't think I'd be very good at that. But um, yeah. <laughs> Just an observer, yeah. Now, yeah. what's kind of interesting t to me about your show, and you're, you're not the only YouTube show uh, that's on this vein. I mean, um, there's a couple of other YouTube channels that are uh, expats talking about Taiwan in Chinese, uh, there's uh, a Doa Bujiao Meiyu, and then there's Insect Island. There's a couple of them out there. And what's really interesting to me is all of them, all of you guys are very popular. You're probably the most popular one, but all of them are very popular. Um, but basically what it is is talking about Taiwan, telling Taiwanese people about Taiwan. And uh, sometimes I just wonder, yeah, right. you know, like if... If a similar show came out in the U.S., like if a French guy looks at America or a French guy's view on America, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be all that popular in America. Or even Taiwanese guy looks at, yeah. looks at America to, exactly. to look at the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think, yeah, I think the exact opposite wouldn't wouldn't be that popular. Um, I think. Like, there's the exception, like last week tonight with John Oliver, which is really really popular at the moment. And he's a British guy looking at America, but I think it's just because Americans have have kind of a thing for British accents and, and British people in general that I think that show is popular. Sounds smart. Um, but maybe it kind of mirrors that with Taiwan. I mean, Taiwan, they do really like 
foreigners and I feel like it's a little bit of a, a psychology because Taiwan is kind of isolated politically on the international stage. I think a lot of people of Taiwanese people really I like the idea of their country making international friends, you know. Um, so they tend, I think they have this kind of mentality of wanting to reach out and, and like share with, uh, you know, people from the international community, their, their country, you know, and they are really proud of their country as well. So they, so they really like it, you know, when, when people like say that their country is good and, and people like certain things. That, and I, you know, I love Taiwan. I love, uh, so many things about Taiwan that are really cool. And, uh, and I've noticed, you know, that when you say that to someone from Taiwan, they, they're really, really happy about it, you know? Um, yeah, so I think this is part of why our show is successful. And also, uh, Jesus, uh, I worked with him in the early days, actually. We did a video called Taiwan Duyo Tose, uh, the like unique characteristics of Taiwan. And that was a really successful video. And we pointed out all of the funny things you notice. Like when you first move to Taiwan, you might, as a foreigner, you, you might hear like something that sounds like an ice cream van coming down the street. Of and course, yeah. The garbage truck. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have exactly. Right? There's a lot of funny little things like that with, that you notice when you first come to Taiwan as a foreigner that that are really worth, um, uh, you know, talking about and making some jokes about. Um, right. Yeah. And that kind of that kind of brings me to a, a sort of related question because it, it's true you do have a lot of videos like that where you're really specifically talking about what is special about Taiwan through the eyes of an expat, through the eyes of somebody who didn't grow up here. But then a lot of your videos uh, at the same time are really just, you know, like you said, just talking about news. And uh, it almost feels like it, you know, this could be from a Taiwanese person. Uh, you know, some of the insights that you have are very astute. Uh, it's, it's just like a straight news program. So I wonder, I mean, what do you think that you're bringing to bear on that, uh, that people are picking up on? Is, is, is there some kind of, um, perspective or some kind of mentality that you think you bring to these news stories about Taiwan uh, that people are, are, are really uh, engaging with? Well, I think, you know, once you develop a following um, and people start to like you as a host and like your sort of personality and stuff, um, the, the fans of the show, like the hardcore fans of the show will watch every episode. Um, and we do, like, it's a team that does this show, so it's not just me writing the scripts. We, we have, like, um, researchers who, well, it's like, a, it's mainly a team of three, uh, me, a producer and, and one other girl who, who helps us. And so when we do do these more insightful political things, um, oftentimes we do a lot of research. It's actually very well researched. Um, and just like John Oliver's show, you know, I, I, I know that he has like a lot of researchers also working on it, getting, really insightful things uh, that he can then sort of turn into a, a comedy script and, and, you know, bring out something good. Um, so I think people like respect the show for the fact that it is like really, really well researched, um, you know, at the, in addition to the sort of pranks and jokes kind of style, when we do go into something serious, we're, we're always, we're always sure to make sure it's really, really well researched and insightful. So in some ways, uh, it's not the most important thing about some of these shows is not the fact that you're a Lao Wai. I mean, in some ways, uh, it's it's just a sensibility and a sense of humor uh, that uh, folks might not see anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, because it was a Westerner, it's a Westerner speaking Chinese, and so I think that's why like a lot of media had reported on the show because it's something like unique that you don't often see that much, you know, um, and. Uh, but then when we do 
a regular, you know, we do a more serious show, it, it kind of becomes just like a regular show, you know, that someone in Taiwan could do. Um, yeah, you know, a Taiwanese person could do, I guess. Yeah, right. Well, that was kind of where I was going to go with the next question was, uh, you know, at, w at what point do you kind of feel like you're just a foreigner speaking Chinese reporting these stories versus sort of actually reporting on these stories? Um, we, we talked about the, the, the sort of difference or the the fact that Taiwanese people get enamored with uh, the fact there's a British person who's doing a show on Taiwan. How much of it do you feel uh, is because they kind of take you seriously as a program now versus just a, a novelty act? Well, I, yeah, I think it'll always have an element of novelty act to it um, because, like, my Chinese is not perfect. I mean, I, I dare to say that I'm I'm pretty advanced now or even could say fluent, but it's not, I, you know, when I talk to people, people can still tell it's my second language. I'm not yeah. like a Westerner who's like totally grown up in, in Taiwan. Um, but I think because of being a foreigner, we have got opportunities to interview certain celebrities that, you know, you might not get uh, an opportunity, you know, to interview if you had been a similar uh, internet show uh, done by a Taiwanese person. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. We have the exact same situation here at ICRT because it's an English show. Um, I've, Carlos Santana has been on my program three times, and, and, and that's the reason why he may not have been on, you know, other other programs. And I guess I was, uh, uh, that's exactly what I was alluding to. You, you, you kind of feel you got special treatment that way. Yeah, I mean, we've interviewed, like, yeah, some pretty A-list, uh, not quite the top tier, but, you know, Wang Li Hong hasn't been on the show yet. But, um, you know, we've, interview, we've interviewed, like, uh, the, some of the cast and director of Pisa Yingxiong. That was a big movie, you know, like a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. And Xi, who's another uh, internet, I guess, model and internet celebrity and singer, you know, has been on our show. Um, so, yeah, we have <laughs> we have had some pretty big names that's just a few of them yeah yeah excellent is there anything uh, going on in new york and uh, th this is completely a, a switch of subjects here but is there is there a taiwanese community in new york where something in the reverse might be happening is is that a possibility in the states where there might be a taiwanese guy speaking english reporting to to people there would that <laughs> would that ever be a possibility is the community strong enough in new york um i know that for fact we've had uh we've had uh, a, a fella on the program who is vietnamese living in new york and there's a very big asian musician support sort of network in uh, in New York specifically and throughout the United States. It, in Vancouver, I know there's like a very big Taiwan night market that's kind of set up that goes on on Sunday nights. Is there anything like that in New York where you are? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny you mentioned Vancouver because I went to Vancouver last year and yeah, every, there's a city, uh, Richmond, I think it is, outside yeah, that's right. Vancouver and everyone there's Asian. You know, it's like it's like a Western city. It looks Western, but everyone on the street is Asian. <laughs> it's a really surreal place uh, and pretty cool. You know, they had some great food there. Um, but yeah, in New York, um, there's a Taiwan center in, in Chinatown, and they, they do hold a lot of these, like the Taiwan Tourist Bureau. Um, they organize a lot of events. Like every year they have like a, a Taiwan, like a, fa a fashion show, a Grand Central, and um, there's like a Sometimes they do a night market and there's an event in Union Square um, that's for Taiwan every year. 
Um, so yeah, there are, there are quite a few events, but I don't think there's anything really in mainstream like, um, uh, like someone doing a show. But what we did get really excited was Lynn Sanity when Jeremy Lynn was playing for the, um, uh, the Knicks. Right. Uh, I went to see him play. That was when I ju just after I'd moved to America, actually, from the UK 20, 2011, 2012 season. And, uh, yeah, that's when Lynn Sanity started. That was, that was a pretty cool time, actually. And everyone was getting really excited about Jeremy Lynn. Yeah. Everybody was uh, very excited here as well, of course, for obvious reasons. <laughs> we always seem to hear in Taiwan. Uh, we seem to really, really uh, latch on to those folks that represent Taiwan internationally, uh, even if, like in Jeremy Lin's case, he didn't grow up here because he has Taiwanese descent. Uh, we really seem to, to, to support the Taiwanese that uh, kind of make a name for themselves outside of the country. I, I think of uh, Wang Jianming or Guo Hongzi, uh, you know, two just outstanding uh, uh, baseball players, athletes, and and beyond that. So uh, it's interesting uh, to have actually been in New York when that was going on. I, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, it was cool. I, I saw him play once, and then uh, then he got injured for a few weeks, and then the like after that the season was over, and he moved to they traded uh, him, yeah. Houston, I think. So. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, oh no, I kind of want to see him again. Um, but yes, certainly also when like the An uh, Ang Lee, you know, won the Oscar. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, that was something people were really excited about. And that year at some of those Taiwan events, they had like a, a picture board of all the like famous stars that you might not know come from Taiwan. Because I think some people in America just see sort of Asian face and they might think that they're Chinese. And uh, so, you know, Taiwan Tourist Bureau, and they, they really want to, uh, they really want to emphasize that these people are Taiwanese, you know, um, which is cool. You know, I think they should. Uh, I, I really hope Taiwan can project more of an image on the on the world stage. You know, it deserves it. Once again, uh, this kind of what you're saying right there does lead me into the next thing I wanted to get into, uh, which is you have another program which is called Learn Chinese Now, um, and it's kind oh, yeah. it's more geared towards. Uh, kind of letting in Westerners on interesting facts about Asia and Chinese. And I mean, it's more, I've watched a couple episodes, it's more than just a language program. There's actual, uh, a lot of appreciation for the culture and the current events over here that you really are uh, putting a lot of effort into uh, getting across to a Western audience. So could you talk a little bit about there once again, uh, what your focus is in terms of what you're trying to get across, and then also like why that's important to you, why that's something you 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 feel like you want to put effort into, uh, kind of fostering. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, we started doing that show like I think it was the beginning of 2012. Um, really, it was just me. I, I recruit a couple of co-hosts for it sometimes, um, but it's basically I'm just sort of doing that show on my own. And it's funny, if I go down to Shida, uh, and the foreign, you know, the Western or foreign students that see me, they're, they're not like, oh, you're the guy from La Waikan Taiwan. They're like, oh, you're the guy from Learn Chinese Now. Because <laughs> um, we very quickly, because we've done so much Learn Chinese content on that channel, we, we've kind of um, got to the top of the search on YouTube for uh, learning Chinese content. So if you type in Learn Chinese to YouTube, we're like the one of the first things that comes up, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, I, I guess I started that show cause I wanted to just share my, uh, appreciation of Chinese with people, um, share a little bit about the, the culture, like you said. And, um, when I, I remember when I was studying, uh, I wanted 
you know, my first year of Chinese university, I would have wanted something high quality uh, that I could use to sort of not 100% learn from because you still really have to learn from a textbook and with a proper teacher. But the show is aimed at sort of like um, sort of drumming into you, like helping you uh, remember how to say stuff that you're maybe already learning in Chinese class, but presenting it in a sort of more fun way uh, to try and get people to remember. Um, we, we did one recently where we were teaching them how to say, uh, I'm hungry, you know, in Chinese is, uh, you know, and so I just got, uh, I just said, oh, it's this sound, Ugh. it sounds like someone's punched you in the stomach. And I got one of my colleagues who just like punched me in the stomach several times on camera and it's like, Ugh, uh, uh. and uh, I think by doing these kind of like funny videos, you know, you can really help people remember the language in a, uh, in an interesting way. It's a real dedication. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Ben, we're going to take another short break. Uh, we'll return in just a couple of moments here. It's the Morning Show with Terry on ICRT FM 100. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, friends. Good morning, everybody. Let's return to the Morning Show with Terry on ICRT. Wake up and smell the coffee. It is 1041 in the morning. We return here. We're amongst or, or amidst our... Um, Midweek extended interview uh, in which we have Ben Hedges. Uh, he's joined us here today. He is uh, the host of Laowai Can Taiwan. Mm -hmm. uh, probably the uh, the most recognized thing as far as our listening audience is concerned. Here, the the the, the best, the king of the Laowai, the most recognized Laowai. Yeah, the world. that's right. Now, what I'm going to do is is uh, I'm going to ask you guys a couple of uh, uh, questions here. We're going to kind of give a little bit of relief. We're going to put Ben on the spot a little bit, and we're going to put Keith on the spot a little bit. Well, um, and here's the reason. You know, we started the show with uh, Ben going around to New Yorkers asking, what do you know about Taiwan? <laughs> now the question is, what do I know about Taiwan, and uh, what does Ben know about Taiwan? That's right. Now, now Ben, uh, how, how long have you spent in Taiwan here uh, in total? Um, well Sort of time-wise. I, I lived there for a year. Okay. Uh, and when I was studying, and in the last few years, I guess I go there about three times a year. And normally I go for maybe two to three weeks at a time. Okay. All right. And Keith, what do you what do you got uh, under your belt? Uh, I've been here for coming up on three and a half years. Okay. So three, three. So uh, you guys combined, I've out I've outlived you here. Three times over, you guys combined. So, I've got. I, I figure that that gives me the. Uh, how do we say the uh, credential to be the quiz master here? Uh, all right, we'll give okay. it to you. Well, and also with your shows. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. So I'm gonna. I'm just a few questions to see how well you guys are kind of in tune with things here. I'm gonna okay. begin with this one. Okay. How much per capita? Okay. Per week. Mm-hmm. Is the average per, is per capita, so this is by person, mm -hmm. uh, are people consuming stinky tofu? Okay. I'm going to let... Oh, and, and tofu at large, though they, 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 this is fermented tofu, so I guess that kind of means the stinky tofu. Is all tofu fermented? But, 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 but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's, but they, uh, this, uh, the, I got this from the uh, journal called uh, History of uh, Fermented Tofu. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. This is where I've got you're, this. You've got to be kidding. There's an actual no, journal. No, no, I've got it right here. I've, I've got it right in front the of me. The Journal of Fermented Tofu. That's right. And, and there's more than one article in this journal? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. lots of them. <laughs> there's uh, there's lots of them. And That's this one, amazing. This one is specifically about the uh, history. As soon as I pull it up, there it is. So per capita, let me just make sure that it was per week here that it has. 
equivalent to the uh, oh, okay sorry no this is annual consumption per capita annual consumption per capita that's a stinky tofu i'm gonna let ben take the first stab at this uh graciously i might add what, what should i be giving you the answer in? oh sorry give me the answer in liters in, in liters? liters what kind of nonsense is that so, in liters, yeah, yeah in liters all right um Wow. Okay. Let's say. Um, let's say. Uh, what two liters is like one of those large Coke bottles? So uh, let's say maybe uh, ten ten of those a year. So that's uh, maybe twenty liters. Okay. All right, Keith. Twenty liters. We're doing this. We're doing this by the year. Okay. That sounds conservative to me. I feel like people here like their stinky tofu a little bit more than that. Um, I'm going to go with thirty. Okay. Uh, the answer that I have here is nine liters ah. per capita. Now that's capita. now that's per capita, which means not everybody here in tai Taiwan may eat. Mm -hmm. That's just talking about the total consumption and the divided. Somebody's dragging down the average. Divided by the population, but the uh, but the, the answer is nine liters per capita of stinky tofu. Ben, when you when you were here in Taiwan, per were you average. one of the folks that was dragging up that average or dragging down that average? Uh, definitely dragging down that average. <laughs> I've only eaten it a couple of times, and I'm not really that into it. <gasps> I can see it's kind of like our blue cheese. Uh, oh, my. I, I, I Now, uh, having been here for a long time, Ben spent a lot of time here, uh, 17 years myself. Keith's been here for three. I don't think there are too many days that go by that I'm not asked by somebody here in Taiwan whether or not I've eaten slash liked stinky tofu i i would imagine that this is a very similar experience for yourself oh yeah i've definitely definitely encountered uh encountered people asking me about that yeah but that's kind of the nice thing about your show though is stinky tofu is like the generic thing to ask a foreigner or the generic thing to know about taiwan uh you get into more depth you get uh, maybe another title for your show could be taiwan beyond stinky tofu yeah there you go <laughs> That'd be a, that'd be a great uh, a great little angle to take. I hear you. All right, let's move into the next question here, uh, guys. How many total Olympic medals has Chinese Taipei won? That's of course the Republic of, of China, Taiwan. How many total in the history of their involvement in the Olympic Games? Yes. How many total? Olympic medals, Keith. I'll let you go first. On oh this man, one. this is a dangerous one because if I lowball it, then I'm besmirching the national honor. Oh my gosh! Uh, and and we're talking ROC here, or are we talking since uh, we're, since the we're talking we're talking no all their involvement at all in, okay. in the Olympics. So that uh, that because I think they would have been involved in the 1930s Olympics and whatnot as well. Um, I would say I wouldn't want to go back all the way that far, but oh, okay. I, I will tell you here here it is. The first one that they uh, have listed is 1956. Now that's ah, just, that's see. just winning. Now they may not have won before I that. See. They they probably weren't recognized as the Republic of China before that. Um, I mean, in terms of the Olympic Games, got it. All right, in terms of Chinese Taipei. Okay, so okay. this is from 1956. Let so, me just put that out there. National honor on the line. I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with 50. Okay, 50 and, is my guess. And, been... and Ben? Um, oh man, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what sports. I know they've done well in taekwondo in the Olympics, mm -hmm. uh, especially in 2008, um, and in 2012, I think as well. Um, but wow, let's say. I think it's lower than fifty. I think it's, I think it's more like thirty. Although I'm not sure. All right. Well, you both highballed it. It was twenty-one. 
21. 21 total medals. And uh, just uh, as 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 a note, up until then, uh, up until 19, uh, certainly from 1932 on, uh, Taiwan did compete as uh, China under that. So Ch uh, Chinese Taipei uh, right. doesn't say the actual date that they competed, started competing as Chinese Taipei at the Olympic dates here. Uh, but we do know, of course, they compete under the Olympic flag, Chinese Taipei Olympic flag. But that's uh, neither here nor there for the purpose of our trivia. 21 is the total. Any guesses as to what the sports were that they've that they've won in? Well, Ben already said Taekwondo. Well, I know that yep. they've won in, in Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. I, I think they've done well in weightlifting as well. Uh, I would say that uh, not bad, Ben, because the majority of all the medals were either Taekwondo or weightlifting. A couple, oh, really? not not to uh, not to uh, take anything away from the archers that have won uh, medals. Okay, of course, the uh, baseball team that has oh, uh, yeah. won a medal. And uh, whatever the sport was back in 1960 called athletics. <laughs> what was that sport? I don't if you win it, then you win the whole Olympics, I imagine. You would think. You would think. But no, Taekwondo, uh, eight medals, followed by weightlifting, archery, and then table tennis and baseball. Table so, tennis makes sense. So not, not Should have gotten that one. Not too bad. All right. Uh, let's move to the next uh, to the next question here, which is, Total. Ben's, Ben's winning so far, by the way. Yeah, he's 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 not he's doing too bad. Me. He's not doing too bad. Uh, by by a square kilometer, all right. By square kilometer, the actual size of Taiwan <sighs> to the closest square kilometer. We can give this to Ben first this time. All right, Ben. Hook. This is to you. Oh man, I, 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 I'm I'm like totally gonna be guessing off the top of my head. I don't even work in kilometers; I work in miles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. In, in fairness, then I'll I'll let you answer in square miles. How's that? Actually, Keith would work in miles too. He's American, so you can you can do this in miles. All right. Oh, <laughs> I just actually, I have no concept of this. So let let me just like I'm guessing it's around like um, it's like about 500 miles. Long, right? From the top. To I, I can't. Uh, I cannot uh, answer that uh, for you, yeah, Ben. You're going to have to work that maybe out. Maybe 400 miles long. So maybe 400 divided by. Uh, maybe it's like about uh, 100 miles wide. So that would be, let's say, four times 100, um, which uh, so four, 400 times 100, which would be like uh, 400,000. <laughs> okay, you're, you're a great host, Ben. Not a great mathematician, though. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> uh, I'll let you work it out. I'll let you work that out for a second, uh, Keith. Give me your guess. While right. while Ben's getting his together here, I'm gonna do that multiplication correctly and then cut it in half. So I'm gonna go with twenty thousand. You're gonna go with twenty thousand miles. Square miles. Square miles. All right. Uh, go ahead, uh, Ben. What's your uh, final answer here? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 40,000. You're going to go with 40,000 square miles. Yeah. Okay. Actual answer, 13,892 ah. square miles. We're highballing everything. You're highballing everything. And how many? How many? How much stinky tofu is there per mile? <laughs> <laughs> and how many gold medals per stinky tofu? Yeah, we, I'm sure if we uh, had a mathematician, we could do all of that uh, perfectly. Good stuff. All right, let's, let's just move to the last one here as we are out of time. Um, uh, okay, first of all, the first half of the trivia question should be very easy for both of you. I'll let, uh, I'll give this one to the first person that chimes in. Uh, the highest mountain in Taiwan is? Yushan. 
Okay. All right, Ben, a little quicker than uh, Keith on the draw there. So to the nearest meter, how far uh, above sea level is it? Or in other words, what is the height of Jade Mountain? I'll let uh, uh, I'll let I, Ben go first. Well, I, I know this to the nearest hundred. Okay. It's uh, it's it's above. It's three thousand nine hundred meters, uh, or you know, a little bit above three thousand nine hundred. Okay, I, I I'm gonna have to give you an actual, uh, make you force you to give us an actual number here, because okay, Keith could be closer. Well, I'll just I'll just make one up. Let's say uh, three thousand nine hundred and forty-five. Okay, Keith. Uh, is. See, this isn't fair. Closest without going over. This isn't fair. <laughs> ben is using actual knowledge. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure the rules say that's not all right. Okay, well, I tell you what, I'm going to stop you right there because Ben, that's not too bad. It's three thousand nine hundred fifty-two. So you are off by seven meters. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, give you the victory on that one, Ben. That's what I'm straight down do. the line. He got all of them, man. Yeah, no, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Well, I, I guess I guess uh, Ben gets my job now, and I get to leave. <laughs> I have to leave Taiwan. I think that's what we just found out. Is that what we had riding on? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen. I tell you what. We've got a. We've got a, a, a stop it right there, Ben. Uh, you know, we'd love to talk to you more. Hopefully, you'll come back and join the program in this uh, in this area in this time slot again in the future. It was great talking to you. Well, I'll let you guys know when I'm next in Taiwan, and uh, maybe I can come to the studio and do it for real in, in person. Well, we'd love that, Ben. That would be great if you were able to do that. That'd be excellent. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I guess it's tonight for you. To uh, to join the program, uh, it's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Cool, thanks very much, guys. All right, and good luck with the program. Uh, that is Lao Wai Kan Taiwan and Lao Wai Kan Zhongguo, and also Learn Chinese Now. And you can find those all on YouTube. Exactly. Excellent. All right, uh, we jump now to foster the people. We're gonna it's gonna take us up to 11 a.m. where we'll find the news, and then when we're done all of that business here. We'll get your requests on the other side of 11. I'll let you know what the theme and how that's all going to work. Bye, Terry. Sorry to cut you off, uh, but interview's over. You're not going to be hearing those songs anyway. So uh, we'll just cut it there. Uh, that was, of course, another Taiwan Talk morning show mashup. Uh, Taiwan Talk is, of course, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. Uh, and the morning show is, of course, ICRT's morning show, you know, bringing you music in the morning. To catch the weekly broadcast of Taiwan Talk, you can tune in every Monday at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., uh, that's coming at you right after the top-of-the-hour news broadcasts. Or you can catch extended versions of the interview online. Uh, look for that on the Taiwan Talk podcast stream on iTunes, on the ICRT website, or you can also find links to that uh, on the ICRT blog. Uh, like I said, that's it for the show today, so we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for listening. For Taiwan Talk and The Morning Show with Terry Engel, I'm Keith Manconi. See you next time.